that's a growler. Hello and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute where we analyze, scrutinize, and terrorize the bully guys as Falcor flies through the skies. The movie is a never ending story. I'm Thomas Howith. I'm Charity Steele. And joining us today is my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend, Pam. Aw. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Hi. We thought it fitting because Chris had came and joined us on the show, so I, I thought it fitting that Pam come and join us as well. Well, she's she's really helped us out supporting us in doing this podcast, helping with the online social media presence. So she had certainly earned a guest spot. <laughs> oh, so yes. we're so happy to have you here today. Well, thank you. you. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, she does do most of the posts on the fa- Facebook Listener Society, the Never Any Minute Ivory Tower, and she posts up the minutes for you guys to watch. She puts a ton of hard work in, and I honestly could not appreciate it more. Happy to do it. <laughs> She's also one of the few, the proud. I keep saying we need to form like a support group for people who live with podcasters. <laughs> like, what are we going to do this evening? You're going to sit quietly in a room while I talk to people over the internet in the other room. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make sure the dog and the kids all stay quiet. <laughs> So there's no noise. <laughs> that won't be difficult or anything, will it? <laughs> no, not at all. Yes, I couldn't I couldn't be happier and she's been absolutely beyond supportive when it comes to doing this show. She was uh part of the push in getting into podcasting was her support and knowing that she was excited about what I was going to be doing. So we we kinda owe it to her. Oh <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. Um, I'm just happy uh, to see you guys doing something that you really enjoy. <laughs> and it's been a pleasure to listen. I just realized how happy one of my notes for later in this minute makes me. Because um, <laughs> it ties in so nicely. Um, for those who don't know, because it's Monday, maybe you had a big weekend, just got back. Today we're going to talk about Minute 90 of the Neverending Story, which starts with Bastian targeting the bullies as he and Felcor fly straight towards them. It's kind of terrifying. And it ends with the narrator informing us that Bastion made many other wishes and had many, depending on where it cuts off for you, (laughs) Uh, but many other wishes, and you can tell he's going to say something more. This is fun. Pam, you're here for our last full minute of action. Yes. And you've got Felcor. Um, Oh, goodness. He's my favorite. (laughs) Oh, yes. Felcor Appreciation Club continues to grow. Um, although I have a little bit of a problem in this minute, because he's having way too much fun terrorizing these children. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he is just really into it. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about him being a a creepy old guy, and this doesn't help any with that image. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, like, does everyone remember this as being crazy? Because Bashi is literally yelling, get him, Falcor. And my thing was, what does he think Falcor is going to do? Because we've already established that he does not eat children. Maybe he's going to eat children. <laughs> Maybe those, you know, this is Falcor 2.0, so. He doesn't like children for breakfast. <laughs> but that was the old Falcor. This is new Falcor. I was thinking kind of the same thing. What is he going to do? He's just going to fly by. I'm not sure how much damage he could do. Maybe Bastion's just trying to ramp up the tension and, and really <laughs> scare these guys like something bad's going to happen. Yeah. And it was almost like he had um, 
like a bully radar. I don't know how he saw those three kids from as far away as he did. <laughs> but it was right? like he had radar on these kids and knew exactly where they were going to be. Well, they're oddly standing in exactly the same place they were last time. That's what How I did saw. he know they were going to be there again? I didn't realize until I was rewatching this today, right before we started, it's the next day. So this would just be how they walk to school every day. True. You know, he knows their usual route. Because I realized, so on the one hand, I appreciate the continuity of he was in the school overnight. Now it is the next morning. They're walking to school. There are puddles on the ground. So it looks like it rained overnight. Like that is great. And then I thought, oh my God, it's the next morning. Major Dad must be frantic by now. Right? He's got to be going out of his... Oh, my God! (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea how nobody's out looking for this kid at this point. These bullies would have been in the police station being questioned. (laughs) Like, when was the last time you saw him? Yeah. They would have rounded (laughs) up all those people that that saw the bullies chasing Bastion last time. Well, I like one of the... I don't think it's a meme. It's just a quote I saw going around of poor kids these days was apparently younger kids when they were, I mean, not young, because younger kids aren't watching Stranger Things, but people like 20 and under watching Stranger Things think it's super unrealistic because all these kids are like at each other's houses all night and taking off on their bikes. And it's just like, no, you could just do that. Yeah, like, that's really what we you, did. You could just <laughs> tell your parents you're going to your friends and disappear for eight hours and it's fine. But you didn't, you know, your dad thinks you went to school and you just never came back. Right. Like, they, he is missing. He's he didn't even call and say, oh, I'm staying over at so-and-so's tonight no. or anything like that. So, yeah, he's probably a wanted man. But these are things I never questioned as a kid watching this because I was, like, so pumped. Like, the music's going and Felcor's flying and Bastion's yelling. And, like, you'd be jumping up and down on the sofa like, yeah. And now as an adult, I'm just like... I have so many, like, the effects don't hold up as well as I remember. All these questions of what is he trying to accomplish? Where is his father? And also, I did not put together, so everyone can see them. Because all the other people in the street start screaming. It's not just the bullies. This is not just terrifying the bullies. Everyone is scared. Yes! Like, what must the news have been like that night? (laughs) I would have been pretty excited to see this big pink dog looking things flying around (laughs) all right so before we get to this people screaming did anybody else notice that the i don't know if you'd say timeline or action line doesn't quite line up there's he would the way they were swooping in with the camera at the very beginning he was above them but somehow instantly they transitioned to him being like a mile off or something yeah (laughs) And then, um, speaking of all these terrified people, I took a couple notes on (laughs) a few of them. Oh, really? (laughs) So, we've got briefcase guy, who for some reason drops his briefcase, or I can't tell if he dropped it or if he's trying to pick it up. Well, I'm guessing you need a second marker. At some point, yeah. Yeah. Let's see, second, right at second four, you can see him. He's walking out of this building. Mom's grabbing her her little daughter there, and they have orange bags. I think he dropped yeah. it. Yeah, because she the mom dropped her bags to shield her child. Right. Yeah, and, and he's realizing like, oh my god, I shouldn't have dropped that. Oh my god, my briefcase. He dropped it, but then he acts like he's gonna pick it up. But then he does it. Yep. 
He panics. Or, or he doesn't even run. He actually just stands there like he's about to run, but he never actually the does wall, it. Crouched down, like, don't get me. <laughs> yeah, I could take her hit, leave him and the woman shielding her child. I like the two businessmen on the right. Oh, yes. Hugging the wall. <laughs> They're fantastic, yes. One's trying to climb yeah. into the window, the alcove. He's like on his tiptoes, but squatting. <laughs> like the pole above him is going to save him. <laughs> Take this man with a trench coat first. You can't see me. <laughs> oh, man. I wish... Now, so now that I'm frozen on... Well, I guess I'm on second five. Um, Not to neglect red coat person. I'm sure we'll get to them. Can anyone make out what the bully's t-shirt is? Because I think this is the best shot we've gotten of it, actually. His jacket was always covering it too much in the other scenes. I cannot see it. I can't see anything. Uh, I just know it's like a faded red, like rose-colored vintage-looking shirt. Oh, the one with the jean jacket. I can see that there's like a red like title across the top, blue, and then it honestly looks like a picture of the sorting hat from Harry Potter singing. But it no it's not that because this is a 1984 movie. I don't know. It looks almost like a Asian building or something or a big face like a don- like or King a Kong or something. I don't know. Maybe Donkey Kong was that out then? Hmm. Possibly. Well, I was just going to say that I actually now know what street we're on. Oh, really? Yes. Where, where are we, sir? The address would be 34 3rd Avenue in East Vancouver, British Columbia. How did I know that, you may ask? Yes. <laughs> did the stadium have something to do because with it? Because GD Groff LTD, that's their address. And if you look just above woman and her boy next to that car... It says GD Groff LTD in the window. Yeah, I was looking at that, but I didn't know you, <laughs> you were researching what it said in the window. I'm try- I was trying to find out what GD Groff LTD does, but I couldn't actually find maybe buttons. I don't know. Oh. I'm kind of obsessed with that car now that I'm staring at it. <laughs> There's a really clear Singapore imported, looks like a clothing store. Before that. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. But if that's any help. There, it wasn't but. clear enough for me to worry about trying to look it up. Whereas okay. the GD Groff was easier to actually look up. That's completely fair. <laughs> now I'm trying to place what kind of car this is because it looks really familiar. It's, but. it's big. It's almost like SUV sized. Yeah. No, the black car? At yeah. Seven? It's as big as that woman that's standing right next to it. That's true. It's really high. You'd think something shaped like that would be, like, hugging the ground. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Speaking of terrorizing everybody, mm-hmm. if Bastion got caught, what do you think he would be charged with? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> maybe disturbing it's, the peace is the best that I could really go It's gotta be probably. something like that. Because, technically, there are no regulations against flying the luck dragon. <laughs> now that, oh, airspace! <laughs> I bet he's violating some airspace rule. Oh, there you go, yeah. FAA might be all over that. (laughs) (laughs) Child endangerment, maybe? For endangering his safety? (laughs) His own? I guess. Can children (laughs) be charged with child endangerment? I don't know. I've never thought of that. I mean, I'm sure today they probably could. A minor can be charged with child abuse. Okay, so so. child endangerment probably, too. I'm just trying to enjoy all this time before we switch from looking face on to back to what I uncomfortably call the Bastion butt angle. (laughs) Yes. 
Why? Why are we staring at so, so prominent, though? You can't help it. This is the minute where I noticed he was wearing Levi's. Yeah, me too. Because they're right there. Yeah. There's another slight continuity error here, and that's when you're looking at him from the face. Mm-hmm. It's on it way too long. They did not need to run that far to get down that alley. <laughs> and like I said, he's going like a mile yeah. <laughs> with, with yeah. the camera in his face before he, he comes to this turn. Yeah, it does not look that far from before you see no. And he wouldn't have been this far behind them either as they entered into the alley yeah. so that they could get yeah. to that place where they take their breath. Unless Belcor is doing that on purpose. You know, like in The Incredibles when he's running the race, like, just ease off, ease off. Let him think they're getting away. Now speed up, now speed up, now go. Well, now you brought me to another one of my notes. <laughs> is it hard for Falcor to fly this slow? Because he's literally mm. flying slower than they run. It doesn't look like it's hard for him. He looks like he's enjoying yeah. himself. E- exactly. He's having fun. Even if he's putting in more effort, I I believe that he thinks it's well worth it. And Bastion's hair definitely looks like he's flying a lot faster than what he is. Oh, yeah, because he can't be going very fast if they're ahead of him. Maybe it's a really windy day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, and, you know, I bet there's uh, those tall buildings make a wind tunnel. I work in a downtown area, and let me tell you, it's like a vortex outside our building. Because all the tall buildings channel the wind right at you. So maybe he's hitting a little bit of that, too. That sounds like a possibility. (laughs) Now, are we ready to talk about children who aren't being checked for concussions, even though they should be? (laughs) Not yet. Not quite. Okay. okay. All right. So if you go to second 31, (laughs) we have the great view of of Bastion's butt and then the bullies further down the alley. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the bully on the left. Yes. He actively has to try to run into this thing that he trips over from where he's standing right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, he's the one I'm concerned about. He's got to run over to the left into that pile to trip on it. Maybe he's trying to serpentine. Maybe he thinks the garbage will just hide him. Maybe maybe he didn't notice the big, large carpet that was going to fall on his head. Oh, God. This poor child. Yeah, he's the one that's in, like, the brightly colored windbreaker jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking this is a little bit of karma. (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying these are good kids. I'm just saying a rolled up carpet falls on him. Maybe they were trusting that that huge backpack was going to save him. Because we know backpacks (laughs) in this world can save you from a lot. (laughs) And it doesn't look like it smushes at all. No, it's like a hard frame backpack. To be fair, in middle and high school, I probably was convinced that my backpack could save me too. (laughs) If it could save an apple and a sandwich from all the throwing that Bastion did before, they've got to be able to do something in this world. (laughs) I remember holding my backpack straps a lot so that I didn't, because I didn't know what to do with my hands. So I always (laughs) held my backpack straps. Yeah, I don't ever remember paying much attention to my backpack. I was too busy talking. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh the other two bullies very impressively oh somersault my. into the dumpster as they've the been going shut. to gymnastics class oh my god it's so like it's so fluid synchronized dumpster diving hey it's a new <laughs> <Yes>. olympic sport <laughs> canadians are going to be the best at it <laughs> obviously team canada right here Oh, man. And then Felcor laughs, because wasn't that fun? 
because there's something very wrong with it. Did you notice how very pink Falcor is in these minutes? Yes. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like what was going on with the lighting. That he he's looks like so cotton much candy pinker right than now. usual. Yes, he does. Oh, that's really I'm cute. So I like fluffy. that. Cotton candy was fish in it. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> Mermaid cotton candy. So I did a little research for this minute. Okay. Because we see the bullies poking their heads out. They've also got spaghetti straw <laughs> or packing material is what we finally figured out that yeah. was. And it looks like on the wall behind the dumpster, it says pinhead power. Yes, it so does. So I got to Googling. The only Google results, like, websites are for Hellraiser, Pinhead, yeah. which I remember very distinctly because the mere cover of it scared the bejesus out of me in our blockbuster. Yeah, me too, <laughs> and I've never seen it. It was, like, right on a corner, so anytime you went around the corner walking along the wall of current re- or new releases or whatever it was, it was right there. Um, so I looked up. I was very brave. That movie was in 1987. As far as I can tell, it had nothing to do with this. Also, he didn't like being called Pinhead. It's a whole thing. But if you Google Pinhead Power, one of the video results will be the video of In Back to the Future, the band The Pinheads, auditioning with the song The Power of Love. Interesting. So today is the Power of Love minute for the NeverEnding Story. We'll go with that better than <laughs> the other pinhead. Yes. <laughs> Which I was so confused because it was all Hellraiser and then one image of Back to the Future. I was like, wait, wait, what? Because even though I listened to that podcast, the name of Marty McFly's band had not been a piece of trivia that I had retained until now. <laughs> now am I reading this right? Do the Ramones have a song called Pinhead Power? Do they? Why didn't that come up? It does. Pinhead Power version 2. Oh, Pinhead. You know what? Because it's technically just Pinhead, and I was putting Pinhead Power. Now, I wonder when that came out. So now I'm going to have to find out when that came out. 1977. Okay, so maybe that's what it's referencing. Yeah. Well, in the first, I don't want to be a Pinhead no more. So that had to be a thing. You know, like, I... I have learned the hard way. You need to be careful what Ramon songs you quote because sometimes they mean things that you don't realize as a little child. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Bowie songs, too. Basically anything from the 70s can get you. Yeah. I had a lot of fun looking that up, even though it was scary at first. I pushed through my fears. <laughs> so I think a lot of people were um, vacuuming last night and then... <laughs> Definitely had to dump their vacuums because Vashton did not get the sturdy being in this trash can. <laughs> I had the same note that they come out much dirtier than Bastion did. And it looks like vacuum dust to me. <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering mustard. what that gray paint was that's like perfectly on their noses. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The makeup department had done so much work on this movie by now that it came to this point and they're like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm just going to splash You're dirty, this on your go. Face. <laughs> <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> We've been here forever. So in this minute, we actually, uh, of note to me at least, we get to hear Falcor and the narrator in the same minute, who are voiced by the same person. I think of that. I didn't either. Yeah. Because so they don't in- sound alike at all. No, 
They're most definitely completely different, but yes, Falcor and the narrator are both voiced by the wonderful Alan Oppenheimer. That's amazing. <laughs> this is our last new Alan Oppenheimer character. Yes, no more, guys. It comes we, in we, minute 90, the last full minute of action. <laughs> Uh, so that's all my notes. What else do you ladies have? I have one more, and it takes okay. us back to second 41. All right. Where I know there's been a lot of talk about Barrett Oliver's acting in this movie. <laughs> Just being like over the top and a little bit too much, maybe, at right. times. But this one, this second, you can see that I don't think he's acting here at all. He is genuinely ecstatic riding this luck dragon down this alley. I don't know how they did it. I don't know if he was like on this model and it was just going up and down, but he looks like he is having the time of his life. I could almost see them putting him like on some kind of uh, crane or um, lift system with a Falcor head on the front of it mm -hmm. and like really giving him a ride. Like in a harness <laughs> or something. Right, like actually moving yeah. it up and down and making him laugh <laughs> and have fun while the wind's blowing his face. He's having fun and that fan is on so strong. That poor kid, he cannot open his eyes. <laughs> and he's got really long hair. It's like five inches. Yeah. yeah, it did not look that long until they started blowing it at, at full speed. Well, <laughs> well, who knows when this was actually added to the movie. So it's possible that, you know, his hair grew some before they got to this mm -hmm. part, part of the movie or something. Or they did this first and then were like, uh, can you like just get a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes the minute portion. Uh, I don't want to quite cut this out yet. I'd have, like to have a little bit more conversation. So, Pam, how were you introduced to the movie The NeverEnding Story? I really don't remember the first time I watched it, and I don't think I watched it very often, but this is the main scene that I remember, him riding Falcor through this alley. And when I rewatched it, Again, before you guys, you started doing this whole thing, like there were bits and pieces that I remembered. Like I remembered Morla and I remembered a little bit like just seeing the childlike empress. I didn't remember her voice or anything, but I always knew I really liked this movie. It was just, yeah, I've seen it. I know I like it, but I couldn't remember a time where I sat down and watched it or like exactly what had happened. So my first real full memory is watching it with you when you started this. Awesome. <laughs> that's uh, that's what happened to Chris, who couldn't remember. Well, he actually couldn't remember if he'd seen it at all as a kid. I knew His eventual I conclusion seen it. was no, but... Like, I um, can remember it being on the TV in mm -hmm. my house as a kid, but I don't remember, like, me sitting down and actually watching it. I'm sure I did, but I just don't remember yeah. a whole lot from when <laughs> I was a kid. But, like, I remembered this scene, and I remembered the song. I remember that playing a lot. So I knew I had to have at least gotten to the credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so my next conversation question for you is you had posted up your five favorite childhood movies or movies that starred ch children. Yes. Um, we read them, but I'd actually like you to go through and, and talk about your five favorite. I know you had a hard time limiting it to just five. <laughs> oh yes, I did. Oh, and I got—I don't think I kept my list. Oh, you had—you did. You had a really long list. I—I <laughs> <laughs> I know one was the A Little Princess with Shirley Temple yes, because I, I had the A Little Princess from the '90s. So I was like, oh, oh different one. <laughs> no, I watched 
little princess all the time. And I actually had a hard time picking which Shirley Temple movie I wanted to pick. Because that was what I watched a ton. (laughs) You know, that's how I am with Haley Mills movies. Yeah, it's all just one like clump of movies. Yeah, like, I used I'm in to the mood watch, to watch those her. A lot too. I don't care which one. Um, and I do now that I'm looking at it, I do see I had a typo. I put Monster <laughs> Squad as one of them, but it was really the Little Monsters. Ah, with Fred that makes Saturn. more sense. <laughs> yes, I don't know what Monster Squad is. Um, there's a Movies by Minute podcast. About yeah, it. <laughs> you can check it out on moviesbyminutes.com. <laughs> But another one I had was The Outsiders. Now, I've heard you talk about this movie a lot, and I'm not positive that I've seen it. Well, you're going to. (laughs) (laughs) When she hosts the podcast. (laughs) Like, it's got so many famous people in it before they were huge. Mm. Like Patrick Squazy, Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe, um, Ralph Macchio. We had to read it in middle school, and then we watched the movie, and I was in love with it ever since. I had to go get the tape, and I watched it all the time. So, yes, that's one we're going to be watching. Okay. See, I know I read it. I think we watched it in school. I think I did the same thing. Read it in middle school, watched the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, by that point, I'd already seen Dead Poets Society and School Ties. So I already had my, like, latched on to, sometimes there are huge groups of boys in movies. They're all going to be yeah. famous someday. <laughs> well, Dead Poets Society for me, because I think I'm a little bit older than you, was a little bit later. Oh, than middle okay. school for me, because that wasn't out when I had started with The oh, okay. Outsiders. Nice. And then I also had Casper. <laughs> My friends had told me at when this kid came out, they were like, how are you in this movie? The hair and the same like clothing style Christina Ricci has in this movie is <laughs> me when I was younger. <laughs> um, and with the dark hair and the freckles, it, they were like, yeah, you're her. And I was like, okay, well, made me like the movie a little bit more. Made me feel a little better about myself. <laughs> they're, they're worse. I yeah. mean, Kat and Casper, played by Christina Ricci, is a pretty good uh, comparison. Yeah, and with Devin Sawa in that movie. Oh. Yes. He was on yeah. my wall a lot. <laughs> and then I also had Home Alone. I put Monster Squad, but then that is The Little Monsters. And then, mm. as an honorable mention, I listed The Goonies. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed all of these movies. I've watched them multiple, multiple times over and over and over and never got tired of them. I wanted to put The Sandlot in there. That is a movie that I still watch religiously with my kids. That is their favorite. I don't even remember what I had, what else I had on my list. There was so much. I don't know, but it was a long list and I don't know how she narrowed it down (laughs) to only five. That was rather impressive. (laughs) All right. So my next question. And now that I can have you on the air, I can really put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Oh, man. What, what has this experience been like for you from your side of it? It's been eye-opening to find something that you are so passionate about doing and have so much fun with. And I knew nothing about at all. And we've been able to take it and make it so that we're both part of it has been huge. You having me do the social media part made me feel like I was a part of this thing that you were spending most of your time doing. So it was <laughs> kind of like, um, I'm not all alone anymore. I can kind of be a part of it. <clears throat> Putting this podcast out takes a ton, a ton, a ton of time. Not just the recording, but the editing and posting everything and making sure everything's working correctly. It takes a lot of time. And if you guys weren't as passionate about doing it as you are, 
there would be no way that it would be as good as it is just because it you, there needs to be such a dedication. And now you've got me listening to my own podcasts that I like to listen to. <laughs> when we'd be in the car and you'd be listening to podcasts, I'm like, how does he drive with no music? But I can tell you, probably in the last month, I haven't listened to the radio in the car at all. It's just <laughs> been podcasts because that's my only time to really no. listen because working with children, you have no free time at work. So that's not happening. Um, and it's been fun and I can't wait to see what else comes from this because you have made so many new connections and friends and seeing your excitement has really, it makes me happy. Well, like I said before, I couldn't have done any of this without your continued mm -hmm. support and you've gone above and beyond what almost anybody else would, would possibly be willing to do and sacrifice. And I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that more than I can possibly say. You're welcome, and I'm glad that I can now be some small part of it. Well, you've been a uh, big part of it since you started taking over social media for me, for sure. Oh, my gosh. That was so draining. That made such a difference. <laughs> no, that has been a huge help. Thank you so much for doing You're that. You're very welcome. And as a thank you, I dropped in our Skype a link to a lovely BuzzFeed article that I recommend for everyone although Thomas probably wouldn't appreciate it as much, how Devin Sawa and Casper caused my sexual awakening. <laughs> yeah, probably pretty much. <laughs> and she talks about me taking the show places. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I had to summarize the episodes I wasn't here for. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I thought we were pushing it with bloops, but that was just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like I said, I just called it like I saw it. I, and that's, uh, I was looking over my notes for something on my Die Hard Minutes coming up, and I was like, well, we talk about something very adult, but we don't swear. Still PG. Yeah. Yep. I remember listening to those episodes in the car and almost choking on my drink because <laughs> you guys are talking about all these boobs. And then Thomas says, all right, I've had enough boobs. And I was like, What? And I texted him, I said, did you really say that? Did that really come out of your mouth? <laughs> Talking about them and other actions are not the same thing. <laughs> he, wasn't, he was tired of talking about them, not their existence on our plane of the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's not how it came across, though. <laughs> uh, besides, you know I'm a bite man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> but we learned so much about art from those weeks, <laughs> right? Now, now we've oh educated people. There are people that did not know that Georgia O'Keeffe was famous for what she's famous oh for, my God, and now yep. they do. We've educated people. <laughs> yep. Sometimes it's art has vaginas. <laughs> yep. Sometimes it has boobs. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, for those who don't realize why we're you know, talking so rap upidly and getting very giggly and reminiscing. That's because this is the start of our last week. Uh, I honestly don't really know how to feel about that. <laughs> I'm kind of in shock. So you are going to be looking so forward to bored. the. I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to the lack of work. <laughs> that's going to be nice. But I like doing the show every day, and that's that's going to be different. And like we said before, don't worry, we're not cutting the feed yet. We do oh, have yeah, some stuff planned yeah. for you guys. So we're, We are going to address the sequels. 
if we can line there's a couple interviews that we weren't able to line up for actual like minutes during recording yep. but we're not getting rid of those contacts so right. hopefully schedules will align and that will that will be amazing oh i hope so um, i would love 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 to hear some of that yep we'll be around but yeah it's going to be very different once it's not monday through friday <laughs> yeah thomas you're going to be like me when i have those weeks off of school not knowing what to do with what yourself what do i do now <laughs> <laughs> all right so um well, well, Pam, why don't you go ahead and plug some things for us? Okay. <laughs> you know our listener group, at least. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? I have nothing. <laughs> okay. So if you guys are looking for the show on Facebook, there's a Facebook page, The NeverEnding Minute, where you can like the page. We post up the episodes every day, so you can listen to them there if you don't have another pod catcher. Um, there's also the listeners group, The NeverEnding Minute Ivory Tower, where we have more of a discussion. We post different things like the merchandise that's on Tee Public. We do like questions and polls and we try to get pretty involved. And that's all Pam, by the way. She's <laughs> come up with, with these questions and these polls and really tried to increase the audience participation. And that's greatly yeah. appreciated. I'm trying. My contributions are usually, look at this terrifying thing of Gamork I found. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, is very Fun, so. <laughs> I don't know what push she's talking about there. I think it looks like an adorable <laughs> stuffed animal. Till you get but... one. <laughs> I don't know how to sew, so it's not happening for me. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. by the way, everybody, just mm -hmm. so you know, Pam is the biggest elephant lover that you will ever come across. Yes. <laughs> she was oh. absolutely horrified when she thought about the ivory tower being made of ivory oh. of dead and it didn't help that that episode came out on Halloween and I was dressed as an elephant for work for Halloween. <laughs> so I'm in the car in my elephant suit and you guys are talking about this ivory tower and how many elephants had to die. And I was like, Why? Why on the day that I'm dressed oh. like an elephant? I actually think that makes it more perfect, but I also understand <laughs> oh, why it was very upsetting. I wanted to cry. Don't worry, I slayed that elephant later. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> if you're looking for me, find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Wookie Lives, or you can find the podcast itself at Nev and Min. That's N E V E N D M I N. I try to be really active on there. That's probably the better place to reach me, honestly, but either one will work. Yeah, I don't know the Twitter very well, so I haven't gotten that far yet. I have Twitter, <laughs> but I'm it's confusing for me. So I've stuck <laughs> to the Facebook stuff for right now. I am trying to learn Twitter for the future, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not there. We're not all friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Tierney, what do you got? Uh, for those who say, social media, not for me. You can go to growlermedia.com. That has all of our back episodes. It has a couple other podcasts as well. The I think the only Movies by Minutes one currently running is Beauty and the Beastly Minute. They're covering the animated version. So one more thing about Growler Media. Bobby did just update the website. And you can now see bios of both Tierney and I, along with Bobby and his co-host, Janae. And... Yeah the other hosts of the other podcasts, which unfortunately I'm not terribly familiar with. I know one of them is Bobby's wife. The, that's why I, I always plug Beauty and the Beastly Minute because it's in our orbit, I right. guess. 
moviesbyminutes.com just got a revamp as well, I believe, the website. And that has everything that is completed, which will be us soon, or is currently running. <laughs> yes. Great, great movies out there and great shows to, to look at. I highly recommend right now Die Hard Minute because you get to sample the flavor of a few of all, mm-hmm. um, not all of quite a few different hosts week by week. It's hosted by different hosts of Movies by Minutes podcasts. So if you want to like get a flavor of, of each of them and have just a little bite, bite-sized taste, you can, you can see which ones you might like the most or the least and, and go from there and see what shows they do after that. Yeah. So I'm really interested in finding out what it is that this new narrator person <laughs> has to say, but that's, that's another, another story. story. That shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.